0: Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie, And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 2, Episode 19, What Goes Up. Oh, we're so close to the finale. <laughs> we are. It's <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Um, so this is our last words with the GM for the series. Uh, next time that you hear from us directly will be just the introduction to the episode, and then we'll go right on into it, uh, and then we'll have post-game chatter at the end, so stay tuned after the finale, which is next week, to hear from the cast and their opinions about the series, and then answering all the questions that you guys sent in.
1: Yeah, and then series two will be over uh, next week, like Addie said, is the finale, and then the week following that is the series two bloops. Bloops. Uh, where we just kind of like throw out a blooper reel for Bloops. everyone's entertainment. <laughs> and then we get into series three. Uh, series three is a short series, 10 episodes long. You've heard us talk about it a few times already. Uh, I highly recommend you check it out. It's going to be great.
0: So let's get right into Words with the GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hello. This Words with the GM is about series two, episode 18, Um, Pris. um A lot of stuff happened.
1: Yeah, it was a bit of a long episode. Uh, part of that is because when we were recording, I uh, I, I messed up my timer on my phone uh, and definitely let it run for quite a while longer than it usually
0: does, like an hour longer. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> which I mean, once you edit out uh, edit out all the dice rolling and everything like that, it, it makes it you know a more manageable episode to listen to. Um, but yeah, it was still uh, one of our longer episodes. Definitely. At least I think it was a good setup for the last two episodes.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about going to space forever.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was something I had planned out from the beginning. Was uh, was I, I knew I knew you guys were going to space.
0: Did you have Whitmore dying planned out from the beginning? K- kind of evil. I mean, it was it
1: was avoidable. <laughs> Part of that is because uh, I, I needed to make Hellion uh, a villain in your guys' eyes, not just the other NPCs' eyes. Like, Bryn obviously hates Hellion, and and Whitmore's like, you know, very anti-Hellion as well. Like, you're working for people who have, like, labeled this man as, like, a terrible person. Um, But due to the way that this, like, the pacing of this story went, you guys only really, like, interacted with Hellion... Once and it was in episode like 16 or 17 when you guys were escaping and it was like, okay, sure. He like, w- he was attacking some people and he tried to kill us too. And he seems like kind of a dick the way he's like, you know, harassing Brynn, but like he still wasn't, he hadn't done anything like directly that like you guys would hate him for. Um, and I could kind of play on that a little bit with the, um bringing in the essential NPCs as Whitmore's old team, to be like, yeah, he killed L'Oreal and Enna. And, like, because you guys are familiar with them because of uh, Series 1 as, like, characters in that world, you were a little upset to hear that they were dead. But, like, even then, like, sort of, yeah, that makes the players, uh, like, agree. Like, yeah, this guy's a bad guy. But, like, as far as in-world your characters, I needed something to make you guys hate this guy as much as Britt and Whitmore did. And so... Uh, The natural conclusion was that like if he could make you watch him murder Whitmore (laughs) uh, because he wanted to like torture you guys and Bryn, uh, that would definitely like make you guys set like, yes, this guy's a villain and we want to take him down because we cared about Whitmore. Because I, I, I want, I like making it so that like villains feel like villains, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, making making the big bad is an important part of, of any good campaign, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, designing a big bad is something that I find really difficult. Um, mostly because I try to give them motives. Um, I have a really hard time making villains that don't have like multi-faceted semi-rational reasons for the things that they're doing
1: oh, oh you you always need to make a sensible bad guy <laughs>
0: yeah and so they end up being like not that hard at the end of the day whereas like hellion is like you guys are the worst i murder you all and it's like what what but that's totally you're crazy, ok. Yeah, no yeah. that that's that's it. You're crazy. Oh, you know, you don't kill him. he' like, yeah,
1: crazy bad for whatever reason, Hellion felt personally slighted by Whitmore and, and just had to had to murder him. yeah <laughs> it's it's nice to I like I like both both uh, kind of big bads, though. I like the crazy big bads. Um, I also like the calculating big bads. And in some ways, Hellion is a little bit of both for, I mean, it's pretty obvious that, like, A large amount of his uh, personality and everything is a little like inspired by the Joker from Batman. No, (laughs) Um, but he also like you know there's other places where I drew inspiration from that uh, from less crazy characters or at least more calculating characters, and that's why that's the the hope is like to like get that like perfect blend of like this dude is completely off his rocker, but he's also very capable and very intelligent, like despite his like complete detachment from morality. And, like, that makes him, like, extra dangerous because he's not just, like, a wild dog. He seems to, like, know what he's doing. He has this all planned out ahead of time, and he's, like, pulling a lot of strings while he's doing this crazy shit.
0: Yeah. Um, A lot of writing tropes and, and, like, guidance, if you look at it, you know, it's kind of make sure you have this well-rounded bad guy. You don't want just, like, this boogeyman in the dark. Your bad guy is, uh, in his story the good guy who he just keeps losing or like he's winning until like somebody thwarts him at the last minute. So uh it can it can be sort of this like tight rope as far as like if you want to have a, a rounded bad guy who isn't just like this crazy person, um, to try and balance that is is a is a really fine line. And I think taking, you know, Borrowing things from from other sources like comic books and TV is like a really great way to build a villain, uh, and I think that uh, Hellion was a pretty pretty great example of that. Uh,
1: he kind of evolved uh, as I was uh, planning, like figuring out what his plan was. Uh, you know, he started, like, with one type of, like, personality, and then, like, you know, I slowly started piling on more crazy to get it to where I needed it to be. <laughs> because uh, the one thing I always do when I'm, like, first initially coming up with the big bad is I I focus less on who they are as a person um, and more about, like, what their plan is and what they're, like, what the terrible thing they're going to do that the PCs need to thwart. Like, what what that is. And then when I when I figure out what I'm going to have that be, I start figuring out, like, okay, well... Like, how does he intend to achieve that? And then I, I work from there. And then as soon as I like kind of get like, okay, this is how he intends to achieve it. And I'm like, all right, what kind of person would do this? <laughs> and then I start like, you know, figuring out like the kind of mindset someone has to be to, uh, to like really want to do this terrible thing. Uh, and then at the end, like once, once all of that stuff has been like planned out, I'm like, and now I have a fully fleshed out bad guy. And then the last thing to do is to make you guys hate them for some reason so that you don't accidentally join them. <laughs> so on that note, what was your favorite part? There were a lot of good parts in this episode, partially because it was so long. Um, but I think my, my favorite part was probably when you guys were heading uh, to the Mitsuhama... Uh, Uh, spaceport basically and uh, you all decided to make those calls like the we're going on a possible suicide mission into space (laughs) Uh, we should call people Um, and uh, it was it was nice to see um, everyone calling in like their contacts and stuff or like tapping into their backstory there Mm -hmm. Um, it was a nice little segment of role-playing that I just like really liked because it wasn't something that I instigated it wasn't something I planned for it was something it wasn't something I had like and, like, yeah, and then they'll do this. Like, it was just really nice to see the characters just, like, live there for a second. And, like, everyone had cool shit. Like, the hilarity with, like, Cashmere being, like, oh, Bumbles, everyone's calling somebody and I don't have anyone to call. All right, we'll just pretend like I'm saying something really comforting. Thanks. I really appreciate it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that means a lot. <laughs> it was just a really fun scene for me to observe as the GM. Um And it also helps you know, set the stakes. You guys have said goodbye to your loved ones or told off the people that you don't like that you, you know, want to tell off before you die. Now, you know, anything could happen. <laughs> you have those those storylines have a, a, a temporary bit of closure.
0: <laughs> I didn't think about it that way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, what about you? What was your favorite part?
0: My favorite moment is maybe as poignant, but definitely not as funny, um, is uh, when... Hellion sort of reveals what's behind the curtain um, because I, as a player, was like, "Oh, that curtain is not normally there. What is that curtain there for?" You know, (laughs) and uh, and then um, you know it was like Whitmore, and and then like Brynn started screaming, and so like Hellion put him on mute, and then it was like kapow, and like killed Whitmore, Mm -hmm. which was like super sad and then you know the the visual of like Brynn like screaming into this like muted channel um this is like a very like visceral and like burned in image of like uh, it's like a very powerful image and I really love that because I don't know it was just like it was a horrible thing but it was like such a great feeling to have like to have such a a palpable feeling uh, during that moment because I was really sad.
1: (laughs) Well, it makes me sound sadistic but I'm glad (laughs) 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 because that was a moment I wanted to be really powerful and I was like, well, about like a quarter of the way into that like dialogue that he was having with um, Whitmore, it occurred to me like, what the fuck is Bryn doing during this? And I was uh, immediately like, my solution was like, yeah, Hellion put him on mute and like Bryn's like freaking out and that like, it was, it was more powerful than trying to come up with what Bryn would be saying in that moment and how he would be reacting, uh, just leaving it open to the imagination like, so that you can really just like, picture the sorrow that is perfect for you to picture and feel, <laughs> as opposed to me trying to like write it and make it real. <laughs> um, so I'm glad, that, I'm glad that that moment uh, worked, because I felt like it was a really important moment for reasons I've mentioned already. I needed you guys to really not like Hellion. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, those were very solemn, favorite moments. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's move on in. Uh, let's take all that anger and hatred towards Hellion and move on into Series Two, Episode Nineteen. What goes up?
0: Enjoy. Hi, I'm Mouse. I'd tell you all about me, except I don't remember it. The first thing I can remember is waking up in Doc's clinic a year and a half ago. Doc's a big scary looking troll, but he saved me from dying that night and took me in. Really, he's a big softie. I mean, he's not soft, but he's nice. And since he took me in, he's kind of felt like my dad, if I had a dad, which I don't, I don't think. But I do have a little sister, Sierra, and that's where things get complicated. I didn't even know she existed until Doc brought her to the clinic. He told me that a man died to save her from wherever she was, and that we had to hide her away. It cost a lot of money that I didn't have, and I'm pretty sure that Doc called in a lot of favors to make her safe. I've always owed Doc for making me a part of his family, but now I owe him a lot more. I wasn't sure how I was going to pay him back until recently. That's when I found out about the Matrix. And I just get it. It's so fun to go in and fly around and break the rules. And apparently, that's what makes a good Decker. And I'm a really good Decker. So now I've got a way to pay Doc back for saving me and Sierra by shadow running. He isn't too happy about it, but he would never tell me what I can't do. And even though I'm bad at telling what people are thinking or feeling, I like to think that sometimes when I come back from a successful run, he's proud of me.
2: I was born Edwin Corvo, a dryad, but you can call me by my street name, Bumbles. I spent much of my life in England evading the ire of my father. I earned it first for mum's death and childbirth, which to this day... I contend is much more his fault than mine. When I turned 18, he put me to work in his factory, so he could both keep an eye on and berate me. Unfortunately for him, my attempts to upgrade the assembly line resulted in a large explosion, completely wrecking the factory. I decided to flee to the countryside where I ended up at a small university. There I made the friends I never had as a child But presenting myself as a fellow student got out of hand and I ended up unofficially attending university for the next three years. That is until another experiment of mine went awry and I accidentally detonated the entire chemistry department. Knowing this would draw the attention of my father, I quickly left the country. My expeditious retreat put me in debt, however, and I was put to work as a shadow runner to pay it off. Turns out I'm quite the talented rigger and folks now pay me to blow things up. I'm meeting interesting people, making friends, and acquiring more money than I could have ever dreamed of. I got my own car. I was even able to soup it up a bit. My only regret is that I didn't come to Seattle sooner.
3: Oh, um, hi! My name is Sora Mottisara, but on the streets I go by cashmere. Uh, I'm a 20-year-old human living in the Bellevue neighborhood of Seattle. Uh, I grew up in Japan, tutored in magic at the insistence of my m- my father, uh, a higher-up at Mitsuhama Computer Technologies. Uh, it wasn't the best time, my childhood. Between my mother leaving us and uh, the rigorous magical tutoring provided by my father's company, as well as well, my father in general, at least I always had my spirits. Um, I didn't get to have any real metahuman friends growing up, but my spirits were all the friends I needed. Eventually, I wanted to take my magic and my spirits and, and test them on the streets, but my very first run went very horribly wrong, and I had to leave Japan. But now I'm here in Seattle, uh, going on runs, doing karaoke with my spirits, uh, just living the life. Oh, and why Kashmir? Uh, well, it gets quite chilly at night, and apparently, I'm the only person in the shadows who recognizes the value of a good cardigan. <laughs> Their loss.
4: Oi chummers, they call me Boomer. Not sure if it's because I'm an RC or if it has something to do with my work. Eh. Anyway, my job's to either shoot Drek, chop it up, or break into it. <laughs> You'd be surprised how stealthy a big red oni can be. Now, I've gone and pissed off the Vori, my former employers, so I've been keeping a low profile. A Yakuza boss I would hated to kill, Yama, is now my best friend and fixer. Long story there, mate. He's been keeping me busy, finding me work, keeping the Vori off me back. Thanks, mate. I may be on the run, but I enjoy getting to be my own man. So, it's time to raise some hell and gig some hoops. Look out, Seattle. It's boomer time! The last time we left our runners,
1: uh, they were recovering from a Havoc 66 assault on an Astral Preservation Society gala that the team w- was attending in order to steal some Awakened paintings. Upon returning to Whitmore's mansion, uh, Whitmore and Bryn voiced their concern that uh, this bold a move for Havoc 66 uh, had to mean that Hellion was... Uh, going to do something big and do it soon. So to try and figure out what Hellion's plan was up to, Whitmore sent Bryn to Washington, D.C. to investigate some leads that indicated that Havoc 66 might be preparing to move against the Zog Mineshaft Bank uh, headquarters there. The rest of the team was sent to investigate Neonet operative Beatrix Riddle's safe house. Um, there, they found that Riddle was field testing a prototype of uh, a Black Ops project called the Skeleton Key, a matrix device that could bypass any matrix security uh, simply by plugging in. Around that time, uh, Hellion uh, made a public broadcast. Um, declaring open war on the corporations, uh, blowing up several AAA corporate assets, and uh, murdering at least three corporate executives, all in the span of a few seconds. Obviously, the corporations began to panic, uh, started evacuating uh, many of their facilities, including their orbital facilities. Um, Hellion then called the team and Bryn uh, in order to gloat. ...over his, uh, his actions and to make the team watch as he murdered Whitmore in cold blood. And then, after Mouse hacked into Whitmore's files to, reali- or to find out what Hellion was doing at the manor... ...Bryn came to realize that Hellion had launched Whitmore's personal shuttle... After thinking on it for a moment, the team decided that uh, Hellion was planning on moving against the Zurich Orbital uh, facility where the Gemeinschaft Bank's primary headquarters is, also the seat of the corporate court and the primary headquarters of the grid overwatch division that uh, looks over all Matrix security. Worried uh, that no one would be able to catch Hellion in time, uh, before he could do whatever he was planning on doing on Zurich Orbital, the team contacted Bumble's old friend, Jerry, uh, who uh, happened to be a janitor nearby the Mitsuhama uh, spaceport. Uh, Jerry got them in. They strapped into a space shuttle, which Bumble's apparently can fly. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they got a little caught up in the fantasy of going to space and almost got caught by some security forces and uh, still managed to escape, uh, finally uh, launching the shuttle and breaking orbit. So, the four of you, you feel the weightlessness as uh, as you finally get into space proper. Uh, Mouse, you're... Freaking out a little bit.
0: When can I take the helmet off? When can I take the helmet off? <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, everyone. We've now reached our cruising altitude of space. <laughs> uh, I've put in the course for Zurich Orbital uh, Station. Uh, you may now move around the cabin Can I freely. take the helmet off?
0: Can I take the helmet off? Can I you,
2: the- you may, in fact, take <coughs> the helmet off.
1: Uh, mouse takes off her helmet and... Little gross vomit <laughs> bubbles start floating up Ew. into the cabin. Put it back on. Put it oh back God. on. Oh, God, put it back
0: Ooh. on. Oh. <laughs> no.
2: I'm still rigged into the spaceship. Is there some sort of sanitation device I can turn on?
1: Uh, the little bubbles are floating around. It's this little kind of gross bile. And uh, a little uh, port opens up on the top and a little tube comes down and, like, finds its way over to uh, a round mouse and starts... To Sucking up all the uh, <laughs> all of the, the bile and spitting it out into space.:
2: <laughs> Great. Um, I'm going to come out of the spaceship for now. Uh, I've punched in the course for uh, the orbital station. OK, go ahead and roll pilot
3: error space for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I will do that still inside uh,
3: the ship. He's been waiting so long to hear those words.) <laughs>
2: That's three, uh, no, four hits on pilot aerospace.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, you punch in the coordinates. Um, you do uh, get some uh, uh, some alerts uh, saying low fuel. Um, you realize that the added weight of the Neonet Juggernaut has uh, made this a somewhat interesting trip. You're going to be coasting your way in, basically? Yeah, I mean,
2: once, once I've used all the fuel necessary to get to orbit, you know, you turn off the engine. There's, there's no air resistance you just sort of glide that's just physics
1: yeah yeah so you just like you just have to like you really have to just like make sure the last little bits of like pfft, pfft is done properly otherwise you're coasting in the wrong direction because you don't you can't course correct and you manage to do that you managed to get it set on the right path and you're like all right cool everything's fine
2: <laughs> right and i figure you know once we're done killing Hellion and saving the world and becoming global heroes, we can just sort of fall out of space. Cause if you if you wait long enough, your orbit just sort of decays, and you can land. Uh, yes, I can land.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you pop out of the. Uh...
2: Yeah, so I'm gonna uh, just you know kick off the console or well, not the console. I'm gonna kick off something sturdy like uh, the the seat or whatever, and head back towards the cargo bay to help Red Leader teach n3x3 how to be part of the swarm
1: (laughs) okay you uh you detach yourself from the chair and you float up it's the feeling you've always wanted to feel you are 100 percent weightless and uh like a like an experienced astronaut you kick off of your chair and just float on down like it was nothing
4: (laughs) and it looks cool
1: I'm looking for and a while wipe. Boomer's
4: bumping into everything.
1: Yeah, Boomer, you, you detach it and you're like, oh, I'm going to try. And you try to kick up and you just hit the top and you don't know how to kick off of the top. You're like, oh, oh, no.
0: Oh. Is there a restroom on the plane?
1: <laughs> uh, you push around the, the cabin a bit and uh, eventually you do find a restroom with some uh, sanitary wipes that you can clean yourself I off. use them. <laughs> In the restroom. You actually see there's a viewport, Ooh. and you look out, and you see the vast beauty of space before you. Uh, you can see part of uh, part of Earth as you're uh, moving away from it, and uh, just the like st- the sheer amount of stars that you've never even really known were actually present in space. You just it's staggering for a moment.
0: Ooh. So big.
4: (laughs) Uh, She's admiring it, and Boomer just floating upside down above her head.
0: What what are you doing up there? And I, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, hold on, and I grab onto like the counter, and and Boomer, and like set him (laughs) upright.
1: I mean, sure. Yeah. Upright is a strange concept in a zero gravity environment, but yeah. Yeah,
2: there's not really an up or down here. It's well, just
0: the sort of floor whatever is you feel the like. still the floor. It's not <laughs> like there's floor on the ceiling.
4: Well, his feet touch the floor and then he starts floating away. No,
0: you have Thanks. to grab on to thing.
3: <laughs> um, excuse me, hold on. I've always wanted to do something. And Kashmir finds an appropriate amount of space and does a backflip. And then he goes, you know what? I'm good. That was it. I did
2: it. <laughs> How long does he keep spinning? <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't stop. You just start I, back flipping. I, I <laughs> give an attempt and I go, oh, well, um, that still counts. Uh, Guys, <laughs> 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 yes, look out. Boom. Oh. <laughs> Goodness. <a> b- boomer. <laughs> That's patently unsafe. Now approaching Zurich orbital.
0: I go back to my seat and I strap in.
3: That was fast.
0: Wow. I also wiped out the inside of my helmet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, Zurich Orbital uh, w- is in orbit directly uh, above Seattle currently, so it didn't take you guys very long. Sure. Um, and uh, you see it, uh, it's, uh, you're approaching it in the ship, and it is a large cylindrical uh, uh, space station uh, rotating uh, in order to provide a, a false sense of gravity. Um, you also see as it's rotating, uh, there are certain areas. There's like one area, uh, in particular that stands out. Everything else kind of looks like this chromed, like it has a bunch of solar panels to power itself. Um, but there's one section of it, uh, that you see, uh, actually has uh, glass or some kind of clear substance. Um, and inside is some kind of botanical garden. Um, and, uh, you can just like see it kind of like cresting as it, uh, rotates over, um, you uh you start heading into uh catch it in orbit with yourself um so that uh you are passing it as the dock is passing
2: yeah i will um if we're there this quickly I'll just hop back into the the captain's chair and rigger back into the ship to fly us in
1: yep um and this uh this space station is rather large uh possibly. Twice as large as uh, the largest cruise ship available, um, it could definitely house uh, possibly like twelve thousand people. It is a it is a self sustained habitat, um, and you uh, you coast on up to it, and as you're getting closer, uh, b- Bumbles in your uh, in your display, uh, you see uh, a little like uh, docking permission requested. It's like enter ID number. Is there a badge on the spacesuit I'm wearing? <laughs> you pop out of uh pop out of the car, you look down, there's no badge on the spacesuit you're wearing.
2: Uh hey mouse, I've been knocking on the door but nobody's answering. Um can you get me a key? What? Sorry, forgot I, I'm in space. Sorry. I need you to hack the space station to get us permission to land.
0: Um okay.
2: I could shoot all way in.
0: No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um could you shoot all I, way in? which way is the which way is the space station? <laughs>
1: uh Mouse, you look in you look in VR, uh you see the uh the jumbled um uh signal that is the Zurich orbital station. It's one of the only things in the matrix that's currently uh somewhat clear. Um
0: I point myself in that direction.
1: <laughs> yes, uh you you also uh realize that this is the home of the yeah. grid overwatch yeah. division. It's probably not something within your capabilities to hack.
0: Oh good. Um I can't I can't hack the ship because he's in it. The shuttle? Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, you could attempt to hack the shuttle if uh Bumbles wasn't rigged into it.
0: You, you gotta get out,
2: okay, I have an idea um it's either great
3: or terrible. I don't like it <laughs> oh I have another I don't like it. <laughs> try password
0: don't do that
3: try guest one no okay Capital um, G. <laughs> i uh
2: open uh a com to the space station
1: okay uh you Flip on, uh, you know, you, like, try to hail them, and there's no response.
2: Um, I hail them again, and I send them this message along with it. Uh, Lawrence Whitmore's personal shuttle recently launched and presumably has docked here. Um, It's carrying that scary man in the biker helmet from the news. We're here to
1: kill him. Please let us land. There's a brief pause. And you expect no answer. Doesn't seem like anyone's taking calls right now. Alive.
2: Okay. Um, I hop out of the ship and uh, stop taking us closer to wherever it is we're going to dock. We're not going to dock, are we? No, but we're going to have to just sort of... (coughs) Spacewalk. I'm super excited and terrified at the same time. Mouse, try and find a password. Everybody else... Here's a quick crash course in EVA.
0: <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, I pack I the shuttle.
1: Yeah, okay, you, you plug your data jack into the shuttle. Yeah. Alright. Uh, while
2: she's doing that, I do give a quick crash course in EVA to Boomer and Kashmir.
3: <laughs> By EVA, oh. do you mean that robot from the movie WALL-E? What? I just continue
2: instructing. <laughs>
0: um...
3: How many
1: hits did you get? 9. All right, where are you going? How many marks are you going for? 2. You got 2 marks.
0: Cool. Um can I read through the keystroke history?
1: Uh do a matrix search for me. Okay.
2: <laughs> can I still use any of the sensors on the spaceship while mouse is doing this?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. I You
0: just you just can't be inside of it cuz then I sure. can't do anything.
2: Um is there some sort of like Life sign sensor or, uh, is there, do I have like a thermal scanner thing? I want to scan the, uh, the botanical garden.
1: Um, so the, the shuttle you're on is just a luxury, sure. uh, shuttle. Um, it has some rudimentary scanners, but no, nothing sophisticated enough to, I mean, it might have a thermographic thing, but like you, it's, you turn it on and it's just like the, the whole station, station is, is just red. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, just looking out the front viewport, can I see if there are people still in that botanical garden?
1: Uh, well, the botanical garden actually crested away from you guys. Oh, okay. Uh, the docking is on the opposite end of the station.
2: Got it. Because if we need to shoot our way in, the garden is probably easier.
0: Six on my matrix search.
1: Okay. Uh, you actually do find uh, a lot of the keystroke history, uh, and, um... You start looking at it, it just looks like a jumble of letters and numbers, uh, some of which you can easily see are like messages sent. Uh, you do see Bumble's message uh, at the end there. Um, but the the keystroke history doesn't really help you uh, easily identify what the code might be, um, but go ahead and roll uh, logic and intuition for me at a plus two. <laughs> Seven. Okay uh, you see uh, two instances of a strange jumble of numbers uh, and the message in the before the first instance is basically a sh- you, you recognize as a shorthand for uh, like essentially passcode update and um, then again, uh, it's the usage of the passcode uh, being like input passcode this. Um, and you determine that the most recent passcode used by this ship uh, and sent to this ship uh, was Z246F4929.
0: I got it. Hold on. Let me put it in.
1: Okay. Uh, You see the little uh, request access window that Bumble saw, and you type in the uh, passcode, uh, and you hit enter, and uh, it sends off. There's a pause. You take a moment to drop out of VR and look over, and you see Bumble's desperately trying to pull Boomer away from the uh, ceiling, uh, and having trouble because of Boomer's mass. <laughs> and he just is pulling himself up towards Boomer, <laughs> and now they're just kind of like twirling and he <laughs> up by the ceiling.
4: All right, now take my hand. No, pull. No, no, oh. Bring Access granted. Oh, that's
2: great. I really did not want to have to put a hole in this magnificent thing.
1: <laughs> Please proceed to docking 626. Alright, I'm gonna
2: go fly a spaceship and dock with a space station. And I <laughs> strap back into the captain's
1: chair and rig us away. All right. Uh, roll pilot aerospace one more time to see how you stick the landing.
0: Bad luck comes into play. Oh, oh no. really
1: quickly, just so everyone knows, you went to space. Take an edge point back.
2: <laughs> That's six hits on pilot aerospace.
1: All right. Uh, you uh, You're floating in. Um, the rest of you see, it seems like he's going directly into the uh, space station you have no idea how he's possibly going to dock you see the little tiny square airlock that he is slowly approaching, or actually quickly approaching uh, and um it starts to be a little nerve-wracking as he gets closer and closer. You start to see the sheer magnitude of the station. Uh, it seemed a little smaller as you were further away. You haven't quite realized how quickly you've been traveling towards it, uh, the speed at which you are actually moving. Um, and you get closer and closer. to The thing's getting bigger and bigger. It seems like it's impossible. And then right when you think you're going to, like, crash in, uh, Bumbles just slightly tips the nose up and catches the orbit of the uh, station perfectly. Uh, and lines up the, uh, the cargo hold in the back of the uh, shuttle with the docking port, and it makes a, a perfect seal. And uh, then some uh, anchors reach up, grab the rest of the shuttle, and hold you to the side of the space station. And you're now rotating with the space station. Wow.
3: Have you done this before?
2: No. I mean, uh, simulations, you know, quite a few. Good job. Thanks. Well Let's go stop a madman.
1: Uh, as you guys are unhooking yourselves and moving your way towards the, uh, the cargo, uh, you get a phone call. It's from Bryn.
2: Great reception.
1: I answer. Uh, hey, are you? Hold on. And there's a moment of pause. Is this better? Much. All right, great. I made a, I made a channel that kind of goes directly to you guys. You're, That's
2: impressive.
1: Are you in space? Did this happen? Did we do this? Yes, I am quite an adept pilot. And how? All right. Um, well, I'm not going to be any help to you guys down here. Um, I'm trying to get on the first flight back to Seattle. Uh, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be that much longer before I can find my way. Can you send data? Yes. It's a, it takes a little longer uh, transmitting uh, into the orbit. but
2: Okay. I understand this may be a touchy and uncomfortable question, but we're in space trying to stop Hellion. I need you to send literally everything
1: you have on Jason Black. Sure, I just have to get back to Seattle to do that. It's all on Whitmore's uh, host.
2: Sure. Um, anything you remember about his personality, like for now, like if you can just jot it down and send it, like. We kind of need anything we can use.
1: Well, I'll just tell you. um, This is, I'm still trying to process exactly what's going on here. This crusade, this, what he's saying he's doing, this war against the corpse. I don't know if I buy it. Yeah, I've been kind of iffy on that as well. Uh, He, near the end, before he turned on us, uh, he started becoming more bloodthirsty. And it doesn't seem like he would go and fight. For anyone. It seems more like he's interested in... Like he said to Whitmore before... Like he said before. He said someone needs to press the reset button on this cesspool. That sounded more like the Jason I encountered at the end. It doesn't... This All these broadcasts he's making about fighting for the Sinless... It's He always thought that they were... That the Sinless were just a symptom of the problem. And that the real problem was the world that humanity had created. Okay. So uh... so I guess what I'm saying is uh, maybe he's going to Zurich Orbital to hack the corporation's bank accounts and bankrupt them and mess with society that way. Or maybe more like what you said before, Bumbles, maybe he's going there to access every orbital cannon available and he's going to blow up the world. I don't know. Um, I'm more inclined to think that he is taking a more direct violent action than a subtle change society.
2: It occurs to me that like, like I said, I know very little about the matrix, but mouse has always talked about
1: God and they're here, right? Some of them might still be that place was evacuated. It's a skeleton crew. One of one of the three
2: stuff is here. Yes. Which seems more important than the people when you can hack anything.
1: Yes. Yes. He could shut down the Matrix. This could be Crash 3.0.
2: Okay, so we've got, like, a soft apocalypse in uh, uh, Bankrupt the Corporations and Everything Goes Crazy. We've got sort of a medium apocalypse in Hack the Matrix and just sort of crash the whole thing. And then a much more literal large apocalypse in Just Blow Up the World. Those
1: seem to be three of the options, yes. Um, All of that aside,
3: does he have, like... Maybe a bad me or <laughs> a
1: tennis no. elbow. Unfortunately, Jason was always in perfect physical condition. He is an oh. extremely powerful physical adept. Uh, I've seen him channel different elements through uh, his body. Uh, I've seen him uh, catch projectiles out of the air and throw them back at people. I uh, run on walls. Uh, he moves in a way and with a speed that. I can't even comprehend. Uh, he's a very accomplished physical adept and a force to be reckoned with. You should not take him lightly. So there's bas- uh, basically nothing more than good luck. <gasps> That's all the information I have. Great. I don't know what he's capable of now that he's been away for so many years. He definitely wouldn't stop training.
4: think I could take him.
1: You mean like in a fistfight? Duh. Bo- Boomer, you probably shouldn't try that. No offense, but... I've seen Jason in action fighting men of your caliber before, and it never seemed to stop him.
4: So you're saying
1: there's a shot. I don't, I don't, I'm going to let your team handle this. (laughs) I should be available. Uh, I think I've got access to one of the, uh, airways here. Um, so I'm going to go hijack that plane and fly to Seattle.
2: Have fun.
0: So is, is God automated? Do you know?
1: Mm, I, I'm not certain, but I know that they're the demigods, which are actual uh, And do you people. think that
0: they have, because, you know, they, like, scramble your location and then the all the black ice and all that, and then they actually come to your location and then they shoot you in the face. Um, so uh, at least that's what I've heard. I've never experienced that. And then, um, so, but we're on a space station and nobody else seems to be be here. So do you think that they could do that? Or do you think that maybe they can't do that, and maybe it would be okay to hack on this station? Or do you think that it's, I, um.
1: The the grid overwatch has always been uh, elusive, even in my time in the Matrix. um, I'm not 100% certain whether or not the uh, convergence that you're speaking of um, is fully automated, fully manual, or a combination of both. Okay. Uh, you guys are definitely in a situation that I am unfamiliar with.
0: <laughs> well, good luck with your plane thing. We did uh- ours. Bumbles did okay. Hi. I got the password. Thea. Um. Also, I had a question. Maybe what happens if this place explodes?
1: If Zurich Orbital explodes? Yeah. Depending on where it's at in its orbit, it could...
0: Uh, no, not like I understand the physical ramifications of it. I mean, like, like say... Like the
1: socioeconomic ramifications. So
0: say we, like, fail, say we f- fail, and Hellion is still here.
1: You're saying if you guys need to blow up the station to take Hellion out? Did, uh, did you not know that Bumbles is
3: rigged to blow if he dies? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. That's... I'm not rigged to blow if I die.
1: Okay, that's probably better. (laughs)
3: It's Um, just how we all expect he'll go out.
1: uh, If the station should explode, the corporations would have a great deal of trouble getting their money back. Uh, Possibly uh, many of the AAAs would have to shut down. Um, It would become a scramble, basically, for power amongst the AAAs, um, and I imagine only a few would be able to come out on top. It would change the structure of... uh, the corporate uh, scene entirely. Um, They would no doubt in their attempts to snatch power, they would no doubt uh, level entire uh, neighborhoods if they had to. Um, The death tolls would probably be pretty large.
0: Okay, so only...
1: So if we
2: figure out it's apocalypse number three and we can't stop that one, it's probably better to have the smaller one.
1: I mean, yes, the the corporations will still be able to get back on their feet after a brief time, so unless Hellion has prepared some sort of organized rebellion while the corporations are on their back heel, uh, there'll be some chaos, but the world won't end. Uh, The Matrix will temporarily be shut down by Grid Overwatch being taken out, but they have backups, they have terrestrial backups, all of these organizations have terrestrial backups that's not an egg all eggs in one basket when it comes to Zurich orbital
2: all right um unless anyone else has any real pressing questions yeah. I think we better get moving because yeah. we are on the clock here
1: yes definitely um you can attempt to contact me hopefully uh, without my resonance channel you may have some trouble but you can tr- attempt and, and then I can open up the channel again
2: all right we'll circle back to the resonance thing later um
1: Oh, I'm a, I'm a technomancer. Sure. Uh,
2: and uh, great, um, don't die. Let's go stop a madman. Go
1: team. <laughs> and uh, he hangs
3: up. We really should come up with a name. Um, Boy, when, when someone calls to give you the grave stakes, usually they'll give you like a golden sword or a piece of information, anything. Am I the only one who is expecting something helpful? Yes. Even a pep talk.
2: All right, so um, I (laughs) get the Swarm ready to go. Okay. Hey, uh, Red Leader, how's uh, how's N3X3 doing? He's incorporated into the
1: Swarm protocols. Uh, We've been able to compensate for some of his less sophisticated piloting uh, software. You may need to tinker with the hardware later to create a more sustainable result.
2: Right, if there's a later, I'll get right on it.
1: Of course, bubbles
2: um so uh juggernaut at the front of the cargo bay, six rotor drones just sort of like around him, uh with the two noise mosquitoes on his shoulders, ready to go, <laughs> let 's kick in the door to a space station metaphorically, not literally
1: okay you're at uh, the um juggernaut again has to hunker down and basically like sit on its feet. To, oh, uh,
2: I have one very important question. Is there still atmosphere on the station? Uh, as far as you know, yes. Okay, as soon as the door opens and we're not immediately fighting and I know it's safe, I do need to take the spacesuit off because it's really hard to assemble my tiny gun drone if I have to, like, dig into... <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
1: so the, uh, uh... The car... Uh, the Juggernaut is hunkered down, sitting on its feet in front of the cargo door. Uh, the cargo door opens up and... In, about equally sized uh, airlock stands before you. It's about um, seven feet long. Um, Then there's another door on the other end. We go in. Yeah, we pile into the airlock. Okay, The uh, juggernaut struggles kind of walking while sitting on its feet and the swarm kind of gets in. Everyone else gets in. The door shuts behind you and then you hear And you look over to the side and you see that the airlock is being filled with, uh, uh, oxygen. And, uh, it's... Welcome to Zurich Orbital. You will now remove any environmental suits that you are wearing. Enjoy your stay. Thank you, space station. And
3: I do. Uh, and the other door opens up. So when the door opens up, how does the astral presence feel here as opposed to in the shuttle?
1: You take a second to kind of center yourself and think, uh, you know, feel out uh, your connection to uh, the magical realms and mm-hmm. mana in general, and it feels faint. Uh, you you can definitely feel like it's this weird discomfort you have. Mm-hmm. Like you haven't really realized how it felt to be awakened <laughs> until you start to feel it being taken away from you. Oh, uh, you fun. it's like this just this weird hard to describe feeling like it's almost like an itch you can't scratch it's almost like a sore muscle you can't stretch uh, and it's just like slightly upsetting but you can still kind of feel it like you know you're not like completely mundane but you you do feel a disconnect
3: from uh, the mana of the earth this does not feel good I don't really like this uh, Ume was right, we're all gonna die, although technically I haven't really, we haven't really shadow ran in a while, technically, but, you know, I think we still might all die. I think the cat was sort of right, and so was she. Um.
0: <laughs> what?
3: Uh, hard to explain. Ash, yes, you're doing that thing again. I know. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, sorry, guys, um.
0: Who's Ume?
3: It's, don't worry about it, teacher, very nice woman, but, um, troubling she things we to say. we were gonna die? Let's go At least me Anyways, uh, I'd like to cast um, improved reflexes into my focus
1: Okay, go ahead and roll that at a minus six
3: Hooray Force four, by the way That's two hits
1: Okay, Uh, that means you get one extra initiative die And your static initiative goes up by two Cool Uh, You guys step out of the airlock yeah okay uh there the uh in the in the hallway outside of the airlock uh the it is slightly larger um the juggernaut is still quite large for the hallway it's kind of like ducked down and moving a little awkwardly uh the roto drones don't have space to float above them they basically have to float on either side of them uh okay and uh you guys walk into uh the hallway and you uh Look around. It is a very nice. Uh, it's got uh, potted plants. It looks. It looks almost like a, a furnished like hallway in a nice hotel. Um, the uh, the paneling uh, is all like white and silver, um, and uh, with like lit up design along it uh, along the trim, uh, with kind of like uh, a red light um that seems to be like pulsing uh you know red to like dark and then red to dark um and you realize uh on the ground there's uh little light up displays that seem to be guiding in a direction and one of one it's like little arrows that point and branch off in certain ways and one of them branches off into your airlock <laughs> presumably some sort of evacuation method <laughs> um and uh you're to your left the air it goes for a little bit longer and then there's like a viewport and you can kind of see Earth out from that viewport um and uh then it like it stops there um, there are several doors all over the place uh this is a very large facility um, and you look to your right and the hallway goes down a little bit and opens up into what seems like kind of a larger hall of a uh, larger room of some kind and uh at that corner that goes, uh, where the hallway ends, uh, there is a dead body laying on the ground.
0: Are there any interfaces or, like, like terminals or anything in the hallway?
1: Yeah, there's several things you could jack into if you wanted to.
0: Yeah, can I can I do that? Sure. Okay, I go and I pick the weakest one.
1: <laughs> uh, you go up to some random, like,
0: <clears throat> key
1: card scanner. Sure. And you plug into it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. A um,
1: uh, host pops up in your display, huh? saying um, "Zo Public Host."
0: Cool. Um, does it invite a mark?
1: Uh, yeah, it will. It will let you in.
0: Cool. Um, can I request the public schematics?
1: Oh yeah, you, you want like a map? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like being in a really big mall. It's like yeah, yeah. You you uh, you bring it up, no problem, and it's like you are here. Boink.
0: <laughs> I send it to everybody.
1: Uh, yeah, you get the full layout of the map. Um, you know, there's several restricted areas. There's several areas that are only like you know that are partially restricted for members of certain corporations. Um, you guys are uh, just uh, nearby the um, the most public area, which is uh, like the resort. Uh, it's uh, not too far from the botanical garden. Um, and that area to your guys' right, uh, that open area, is like a uh, four-tier um, like cylind- uh, cylindrical um, atrium, atrium uh, with shops and hotels and stuff all lining uh, the rings going up. Uh, and then there's uh, definitely like a, a skyline in the top, um, which viewing from the outside, you know isn't actually there. It's some kind of digital skyline. Huh. Oh. Or skylight, so whatever.
0: Jack, right out. I got what I wanted. I'm not taking the risk yet okay. of hacking things.
3: I did not expect a Mrs. Fields
1: cookies here. <laughs> uh, Mouse, you also, when you were in the host, you did see, like, evacuate, evacuate, right. evacuate the station, that kind of thing. Like, all these warnings being, like, please proceed to the nearest Right. Airlock. Was
0: there, like, a way, like, uh, sections where I would say, like, head away from there? Like, are they all going away from a certain area? Um, or is it just find your like nearest fire exit? Yeah, it's
1: find your nearest fire exit. Okay. It doesn't have any specifics as to like where is a bad spot.
0: Um. So should we follow the dead bodies?
2: That seems like a good idea. Ooh, I mean, good is
1: a very operative term here.
0: Okay. Well, let's go
1: onward, swarm. <laughs> the uh, uh, juggernaut takes the lead.
0: Try not to step on any dead bodies, please.
1: I
2: do not take orders from you. Try not to make any squishing sounds on dead bodies if you can avoid it.
3: Affirmative. (laughs) imagine him going, I don't take orders from you and stepping on one out of spite.
0: Um, So as we pass the dead bodies, I don't know how many we pass. um, Well,
1: so you pass one.
0: I pick... Um, if he has a key card, I want to take it, and I um, hand it to Boomer.
1: <clears throat> so, thank you. Uh, as you're approaching the corner, you get to the uh, to the dead body. Uh, the uh, swarm has a little bit more free reign in this large atrium. Um, uh, right in the center, there's like uh, you know tables and like a a, a, a fountain, and um, they're all set on a large like Zurich orbital like logo that is like makes up the design on the circle, that is it is the floor. And, uh, Mouse, you duck down and you start rummaging through the, uh, this is a guard. It's a security guard. Okay. Um, he is wearing pretty good security armor, um, uh, and he's, he's got, like, uh, you know, a, a rifle off to the side. Uh, it's broken. Uh, and, um...
0: The armor is broken,
1: too? So you go to rummage through the armor, and you realize there's something weird about the armor, and uh, you see that the helmet, which has the like visor down, that kind of masks the guy's fate, seems like bubbled and burned in some way.
0: Mm, oh. I think I think he melted this guy. So you <laughs> lift the visor.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you lift you lift the visor to look at the guy's face. Mm-hmm. Um, I look away. Do you have medicine?
0: I, I do, um,
1: or just first aid.
0: Yeah, I I just have first aid. Okay,
1: Uh, so roll first aid for me. Okay. Uh,
0: Three.
1: Okay, Uh, you lift up the visor, um, and this dude's face is wretched. Uh, It's his eye, one eye is just like popped completely. Uh, The other eye is like bloodshot in a strange way. Uh, His skin is bubbly and, like, flaking off in weird ways, uh, and you have no idea what happened to him.
0: I don't know what happened. It doesn't look nice. It's, like, melted, but then, like, dehydrated. I don't
4: Look, we're going up against an adept.
0: It's gross.
4: We hit him with some sort of (laughs) elemental fist.
0: Well, it looks like he's a security guard, so um, here's his badge, Boomer.
4: I'm really
3: glad I didn't look at that.
0: I put the visor back down. Sure. (laughs) Does does anybody want his tactical vest?
1: The tactical vest is also somewhat damaged. Oh, nobody
0: wants the tactical vest. (laughs) He has really nice shoes. Anybody want his shoes?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I do briefly glance and go, "Mm, no. Uh,
1: Looking around, um, you see several uh, exits and conferring with the map. Uh, you know that many of the, like, doors and paths just lead to, like, dead-end, like, shops and uh, uh, hotel rooms. And, you know, th- the one leads to, like, the botanical garden. One leads to, like, you know, a viewing deck, that kind of a thing. Um, and you see another dead body uh, down one of the hallways. Uh, it's a hallway that uh, leads towards the more nuts and bolts area of the station. Uh, all right. The swollen head's that way.
0: I look at the dead body to get the thing.
1: Okay. You're looking for his key card as well? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, similar wounds on this one. Oh, um, okay. Uh, he okay. Uh, his, his back also seems to be snapped completely. Okay. Uh, he's, like, at a weird angle. And, uh, yeah, he has these these similar type of, like, burns of some kind, boils of some kind. You're not 100% sure. Um his, uh, his helmet actually seems fused to his head.
3: You know what? Maybe we should just stop looking at these.
0: If one of them is a security expert for one of the corpse, we need the key cards. Okay. That way I don't have to hack it.
3: Um,
1: is this
0: the same guy? Sorry. Is like, the same key card?
1: I mean, it's, it's his personal key card. Each of them have a personalized key card.
0: Okay, yeah. So keep giving them to Boomer.
1: <laughs> um, as we're walking, I'd like to pull
2: Boomer aside for a moment. Uh, Oi, Boomer. What? So, um, that whole fist-fighting Hellion thing. Yeah. Listen, I know you're a man of honour, and I I do greatly respect your code and your willingness to stick to that code. Um, honour is great. Winning is better. (laughs) If you have a chance to kill him, and it requires you to perhaps fight him in a way that seems dishonourable, just kill him. And we'll talk about it later, okay? You don't think I can do it, do you? (laughs) Boomer, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. No,
4: I don't. Boomer's eyes narrow. (laughs) Alright. See how it is. And uh, he continues on.
2: I would much rather you be alive and angry at me than dead and
4: honorable. Uh, He kind of looks back and keeps walking.
2: All right, we continue.
0: Um was there um on the evacuation thing was there like um like, an indication of where pods still were, if there are any pods left?
1: As far as escape pods go? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You see, like, you know, it's, like, marking all the emergency exits, like, shuttle, uh, uh, different shuttle docking areas from the ones you guys docked in on, right. as well as different... Uh... Well,
0: like, because there was already the evacuation, it already happened, so, yeah. like, it's, some of them will be empty. Okay.
1: Yes. Uh, okay. Some of the some of the pods have already been launched, and that's indicated on the map you have. Okay uh you guys continue down the uh down the hallway and uh the pa system rings on oh hello
4: wow you four must really like me that's a funny way of putting it you're
2: an interesting guy Keep it in your pants, Bumbles. <laughs> ooh, ooh.
1: This is a weird back and forth.
4: <laughs> I think he's hitting on you, mate.
1: <laughs> what do the four of you plan to achieve here, out in the vast emptiness of space? Do you really think you can stop me? Do you really think you're going to walk out of this alive? I mean, yeah. That's why we came. Well, I- then you're bigger fools than I thought you were. I mean, I knew you had to be. Don't
0: let him talk. Doc said not to let him talk. Stop talking.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. La, 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 la. Is oh. that
1: how la, it's la, going to be? La,
0: la, 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 la,
3: la, la,
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: not sure which is worse. Over text. <laughs> as this is happening, I send to Mouse. Get his location while the stupid fuck talks.
1: Well, if you don't feel like talking, I guess uh, we can just get right down to it. Enjoy. And uh, the PA system closes off. <sighs> great (laughs) and you guys continue down the uh the hall
0: oh I can't drop into VR you'll leave me alone
4: uh no you have a boomer how how many times have I carried you like every other episode
0: all right all right (laughs) um so boomer remember (laughs) yeah I one hand
4: I one hand grab her and throw her on my shoulder okay mouse you are now in VR
0: What's it look like? Is there another host?
4: Uh, No, there doesn't seem to
1: be any wireless hosts in here. Oh, Seems like everything has to be directly connected to do.
0: Okay, so I'm like, actually, um, I need to plug in, so we're going to have to leave me, I think. Is there like a storage closet or something? Yes. (laughs) All right, I go in there. Boomer, can you open a panel, please?
4: Uh, He cracks his knuckles and uh, just lifts the Lifts the little switch and opens it.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought there I you was, go. I didn't see that. Oh
4: no, it's fine. That's what I'm here for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I plug in and I go into VR.
4: Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, you clip on to like uh, one of the like breakers there on that panel mm-hmm. and drop into VR. Um, you are now attached to uh, Zurich Orbital Municipal Host.
0: Uh. Okay, I'm going to get a couple marks.
3: Also, are we just supposed to keep
0: walking? Yeah, I shut the door behind me. I, oh. I expect you guys to keep going. Okay. I'll catch up. Maybe.
4: Well, I imagine by the time she's done, we wouldn't be too far anyway. Yeah, fair point.
0: Um, seven hits.
4: Okay, how many marks are you going Two. For? You get two marks.
0: All right. Are there cameras?
1: Uh, with the municipal?
0: Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Is there any um, energy draw?
1: Yes, uh, there is, in fact. Uh, Once you jump into this host, um, uh, you get several warnings about uh, different parts of the uh, station seeming to malfunction.
0: Okay, but there's no, like, specific energy draw? Like, um, one part of the station is using more energy than all the rest of them, perhaps by, like, using... More server space or something <laughs> than normal.
1: No, not really. That's okay. not really anything that's on the municipal uh, records. But you do see is like certain certain like engines and uh, uh, components of the station seem to be uh, encountering critical errors.
0: Okay, where where are those?
1: They're kind of scattered around. Actually, um, roll a matrix perception test for me. Two. Okay. Uh, you can't seem to see what's causing this. Uh, you just see that, like, you know, this engine's overheating. This, like, air cooling unit is overheating. Like, uh, the water supply is, like, increasing pressure, stuff like that.
0: Um,
2: um, I have a question. Do I have that information?
0: Um, yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to send it to them. Uh, is there any life support offline? Anywhere?
1: Uh, no, it doesn't seem like the life support is being uh,
2: okay. Fucked with. So, Mouse can't tell what's happening from a matrix standpoint. Mm-hmm. Can I tell what's happening from an engineering standpoint?
1: Uh, go ahead and roll. Does this count as industrial? I feel like it should be aeronautical engineering.
2: Doesn't matter. I have aeronautics mechanic. Oh my god! Why wouldn't he?
1: Roll aeronautics mechanic for me, Bumbles. <laughs>
2: That's five hits on aeronautics mechanic.
1: Okay, uh, so while you and Mouse aren't sure exactly what's causing this, uh, Bumbles, you're capable to see what the end result of these malfunctions might be. Um, if these components malfunction and certain other components of the ship malfunction, uh, it will lose its orbit and descend downward.
2: Right, okay. Um... So he's got to hack from here or go to another space station to do the big apocalypse. And if he's going to crash this one, we might be able to cross that one off the list, which narrows it down to the same two locations we were thinking about going before. So that was helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Based on where we are, could I figure out where it would crash? Uh... I
1: mean that might be a long shot. It's kind of hard cuz you you know that these components alone wouldn't make it uh overheat and fall. Okay. Do I do I know which other ones would need to? Yes. Uh you you thinking about it you're like okay, so if if like the water pressure pushes out here and then this happens here, uh the the one thing keeping it from going uh essentially like straight down uh at like a a velocity that would make keep it from breaking up completely in the atmosphere before it like, collided with the Earth, he would need to be in the, uh, basically the core of the, uh, facility, um, which is, uh, down a little ways. If he were to overheat that and channel it, uh, through some of the exhaust ports, uh, it would, uh, it would result in, uh, complete failure of the station to maintain orbit and it would just drop. Okay. Uh, Uh,
2: Okay. It would actually,
1: it wouldn't just drop, it would be propelled downward.
2: Ooh. Ooh. That's bad. Um, all right, Mouse. So if this uh, little section in the core goes kaput here, this thing stops being a space station and starts being a very large guided missile, can you see on your municipal map where you could make that happen from?
0: Um, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, you see uh, uh, the core is down a little ways. Um, not too far from where you guys are, but you do have to, like, zigzag through a couple hallways, and you do have to go into a restricted area.
2: All right, but do, does it look like, based on the municipal map, that you have to be in the core to make that happen?
1: Uh, the municipal map doesn't, like, say necessarily. You do notice that the core itself appears to be attached to some other host than the municipal. Okay.
0: Yeah, the, the core isn't attached... I think it's got an independent host, or it's got like it's on the security or engineering host. I'm not sure, but it's not on this one. I can't tell really what's happening with it. So
2: okay, that's pretty much all Um, I can find. So, guys, let's go to this thing that
3: is going to potentially crash us into the earth. Yes, but
2: so controlling my drones from distance, I know has noise. Mm -hmm. If they were to go with the rest of the folks to. let's say, uh, Grid Overwatch headquarters or the corporate court bank headquarters, and I were to go to the core, how much noise would I, you know, educated guess, how much noise would I be working with to still control my drones?
1: Um, You know that uh, it would be, looking at the map also, you see Grid Overwatch is a decent ways away um, on the station. You know that you'd probably be running into a certain amount of noise just because of the vacuum of space being around you. And though there are many Matrix items inside, uh, like Mouse saw, there was no wireless. uh, Nothing was running wirelessly. Sure. Um, And because of that, uh, you don't have any signals to piggyback on. Uh, So it it becomes a lot harder um, to maintain a wireless connection over uh, larger distances because it just gets lost in the noise of space.
2: Okay. Mouse, how many data taps do you have?
0: I have two, and then each of you guys have one that I gave you.
2: Okay. Um, If we were to strap data taps at, you know, certain distances along the way between the core and either of those locations, Um, Could I piggyback my signal off those? Uh, Yes. Okay. Here's my plan that is maybe... Again, I feel like many of my plans are either fantastic or terrible. Um, I don't think he needs to be at the core to make it go kaput and blow everything up. But if I'm at the core, I can probably fix it and keep that from happening. But if he's not there... Then I'm sort of out of the fight if I bring all my drones. Whereas if my drones go with you and we all just sort of clip data taps and get me a piggyback along to there, it's like I'm there and I can maybe fix the core and not have everyone die.
4: Well, let's get a data tap on the core.
0: All right. I have, I have two meta links.
2: Okay, so between us, we've got three, four, we've got five data taps, a few meta links. I think we can make this work and uh, piggyback the signal so I can be in two places at
3: once. Okay. Okay, let's do it. I'm sort of freaking out. S- feels, it feels like we've spent a lot of time planning and we need to keep this from crashing into the earth.
2: Planning happens very quickly. Um, so, uh... Says you. The swarm splits. Okay. Into two swarms? No. All of the swarm except the juggernaut continues on. <laughs> with the, uh with the rest of my team. Okay. And me and the juggernaut head to the core. Sure. <laughs>
0: um so I I give you half of the meta links and half of the data taps, and then we'll and then I'll drop the other half as we go.
2: Alright. So you know every certain amount of distance that makes sense. I either clip a data tap onto something or just shove a matter link under a dead body. I'm
0: connected everywhere.
1: <laughs> um, so as you guys are making a makeshift wireless matrix inside this station walking along, uh, I need to know where everyone is going. I know you're walking together as a group until you split. Uh, Bumbles, I know you're heading for the core. Where is everyone else heading?
4: It's the equivalent of the bridge or whatever control area.
0: Are there other wires in this little storage closet that I can tap into that are not the municipal things?
4: Uh, you
1: try a couple of them; it doesn't seem like okay. it. Okay.
0: Well, I have to find, I have to find another host. I like the security host, or I have to find, I have to find something. Okay. I have to find what host Hellion's on.
3: So where do you think that would be?
0: I have. I mean, the point is that I don't know, but I can, if I can locate him on a host, I can ping his location. And then we can find him. Would I mean, you we could.
3: Be able to clip into the intercom system and figure out where he broadcasted from?
0: I mean, he could just literally have an intercom at that point. I mean, I could try, sure.
1: Okay. A tap uh,
0: onto the intercom. Uh,
1: you are now connected to the Zurich Orbital Communications Host.
0: Oh, good. <laughs> I try to get marks on that. Okay. Okay. This is like hide and go seek with you know
3: with the fate of the world and the balance
0: seven again
1: uh you get however many marks you were going for two two
0: can i matrix perception on the host to see if i can see anybody sure okay eight what now
1: <laughs> uh you scan the hosts um you do see uh it's it's a it's a pretty simple host. It's got like long range communications for like back uh to earth. It's got uh communication option c- communication options for other uh uh facilities like orbital facilities. Um and then it has like the short range stuff which is like uh the intercom system and uh as well as like ways to contact individual um security like they all seem to be like tapped into this host. Mm-hmm. Uh and you also see a uh, floating uh, smiley face on like a what seems like a bowling ball. It's like a big black orb uh, with a yellow smiley face on it. Mm-hmm. And I need you to roll sleaze and logic for me.
0: Seven again.
1: Okay. Uh, the smiley face ball doesn't seem to see you.
0: I would like to trace that icon, please. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Seven.
1: Seven. Uh, all right. You uh, kind of circle around this uh, icon in the Matrix as your little mouse form. And uh, you kind of lean into Krethlin, You're like, find him. And he goes, <laughs> and then like <laughs> whoom, jumps through like a little like Matrix portal. <laughs> and then uh, uh, that little map that you have of Zurich Orbital, um, you see, ping, bing, bing, bing. bing. Uh, it pops up. Uh, saying that he is in the core right now.
0: He's in the core. We have to turn around.
1: (laughs) Oh, let's go, let's go. All right, let's book it. Okay, the rest of you guys run to join Bumbles as he heads towards the core.
0: Boomer! What? Then I pass out.
1: (laughs) Ah! (laughs) You drop into VR? All right. Uh, Boomer catches you and starts carrying you.
0: I'm going to, while he doesn't see me. I'm going to, I'm going to data spike him.
3: Okay. Oh, my God, I've done something useful. Well, I gave a suggestion that mouse turned into something useful.
4: <laughs>
3: but that's as best as I've got on this godforsaken space death rocket of death.
2: This is your unlocked cabinet.
0: <laughs> Eight hits. Should I edge it?
1: Follow
2: your heart.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to pre-post edge that.
1: All right, so add your three edge dice to your pool, roll them, only they will explode, and you now have no limit to the amount of successes you can get on this.
0: It'll be worth it if I get even one more hit. So that's 10, and I'm going to roll them again.
1: Oh, you got two sixes?
0: Yeah. And that's it. All
1: right, so 10 hits? 10 hits. Nasty. All right, uh, after getting his location, you're like, okay. And you, uh, you kind of pull back. And ready your rapier, and uh, you kind of jump up, spin around in the air, and stab straight into like the the
3: holes of the bowling ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> stab straight into the bowling ball, <laughs> um, and uh, it seems to turn as you're uh, going to dash it, and it's it's uh, the like smiley face starts to like glow and separate itself from the glowy uh, from the uh, the like black orb it's attached to, uh, moving towards you. And you stab through, like, in between the eyes of the uh, uh, smiley face. And the icon just goes, whoosh, and disappears from the matrix.
3: We don't know what that means or if it's good.
0: If I hit him, I, I hit him. But if I didn't hit him, then I, did it, I didn't.
4: Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's how that works.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you guys continue towards the core? Yep.
0: I, yeah. I, I definitely told Bumbles that he's in the core. He's not, like, running ahead
1: of us. Well, you guys didn't get very far before you found this out, so it only, like, is, like, mm-hmm. turning around, running down another hallway and <laughs> catching
2: right. up the Bumbles. Hey, guys. Turns He's out in my the car. B- turns out my plan was bad.
3: <laughs> uh, it was partially good. It's just that we all needed to be here. Sure.
2: Let's go.
0: To the core. All right,
3: you guys running? Uh, moving as fast as the
4: juggernaut can.
0: Um, I guess I'm not unconscious anymore.
4: I'm still, like, carrying you. <laughs> <but> <laughs>
0: I'm
4: carrying you like a suitcase.
3: What? With what handle?
4: Her shirt, jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're back. Here you go. Thanks.
1: You guys are running towards the core. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, find uh, every door leading towards it is open. And as you run into a hallway... This is a trap. (laughs) (laughs) As you run uh, through uh, the first open door uh, into a hallway, you see four automated turrets pointing at you.
2: Hide behind the juggernaut. Uh, You all jump behind the juggernaut. (laughs) The Juggernaut is more heavily armored than Spot. Hide behind the Juggernaut.
3: Or, or back around the corner, If that's which is easier. I was probably in the back, so I probably <coughs> three Stooges into someone before I get around. I, I pull cash behind
4: cover.
1: Okay, so everyone's hiding behind the Juggernaut? I guess so. Um, so have the Juggernaut roll uh, body and armor test at a minus 12.
4: All right.
2: How badly do I want this drone? Very badly. I think it's probably dead if I don't. And it's definitely dead if I have bad luck. So I'm going to edge it.
1: You're going to edge it. Here it goes. Let's see.
2: Not bad luck. All right. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight hits.
1: All right. The juggernaut takes 12 points of physical damage. Great. It's still standing. (laughs) As uh, the four turrets go... And just start ripping through, uh, like armor panels are popping off of the uh, popping off of the um, the juggernaut. It kind of stumbles back. It actually um, falls backwards. Back um, around the corner. I need everyone who is hiding behind the juggernaut to really quickly roll a gymnastics test for me. Okay,
2: to- oh. That's one hit
1: for Bumbles. Oh. <laughs> um,
0: three hits on three dice.
1: For Mouse, uh, Boomer, what did you get? Uh, Four hits. Four hits. And Cashmere, what did you get? Oh.
3: <laughs> you got a critical glitch? I only have one die. Oh, and you rolled a one? <laughs> yeah. So if I edge it, it becomes just a glitch? Yes. You okay. got to edge it. I got to edge it's it. It's crushed
2: to death by this juggernaut, or yeah, gotta... hobbled by being crushed
1: partially
3: by I, this juggernaut. <laughs> I edge it.
1: So Bumble's uh you You see it coming you 're like back around the corner <laughs> and, uh, you you try to uh, you turn to run um uh mouse and boomer quickly uh dart behind uh, around the corner cashmere um, you were in the back, and uh everyone 's like bumping into you and you actually fall forward uh because you had the momentum moving forward and like you know them turning around and running into you like hit you in the shoulder and you kind of spin around and fall and you see the uh uh, the juggernaut 's like head like you know looking at it upside down laying on your back as it 's like falling towards you uh and bumbles kicks you in the face as he 's stumbling over your body <laughs> and because of like getting hit in the face, you like roll a little bit to the side, and your cashmere sweater gets caught oh. underneath the uh <laughs> <laughs> caught underneath the uh juggernaut pinned uh and you feel it like tug tight as you like. Are stuck because your cash, your sweater is uh, stuck under it, and Bumbles uh, tripping over him. You fall prone as you get back around the corner.
2: That's fine. I don't really need to be physically able to do most of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you did say that the swarm returned fire as soon as possible. Yeah. So, so roll that.
2: Um, um, is it possible for them to just like across the entire? array of turrets.
1: Yeah, what you can do is split the pool. I'll let you split it twice because I'm counting the turrets as two, okay. two uh two groups of two. So you can split your pool in half and uh, attack both uh clusters of turrets.
2: Okay. Uh nine will go towards the right. Okay. To
1: whichever one's closest to me. <laughs> <laughs> that is three hits for the right turret? Three hits on the uh uh, on the right turrets, and what about the left turrets? Uh,
2: the left turrets... Four hits on the left turrets.
1: So, uh... The... Uh, juggernaut gets knocked back, and is like, assault! Assault! <laughs> <laughs> Encountering bogeys! And uh, while laying on its back, it uses the eyes of the swarm above it to target lock. Uh, one arm pointing at the, uh, the two turrets on the right and the other arm pointing at the two turrets on the left. And it goes, and uh, just blows up uh, both clusters of turrets. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's laying there on Kashmir. And it's like, targets eliminated. Awaiting further orders.
2: I pat him, I crawl over and pat him on the head. Good job, N3X3. Affirmative. Okay, stand up now.
1: Affirmative. Uh, Don't crush Kashmir. The head turns (laughs) over and looks at Kashmir, like pinned next to the head of this thing, like under the like with his like sweater pinned under the shoulder. A little
3: closer to the Gauss rifle than I would like to be. Yeah,
1: your ears are ringing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Kashmir identified, (laughs) rolling over to one side awkwardly. The juggernaut uh, actually manages to push itself up and uh, one of its like n- knees is leaking like hydraulic fluid uh, like the like the gun arm like now that it's like not laying on the ground, the shoulder like droops like really badly uh, and like one of the uh, one of the eyes on the dome shaped head uh, is like flickering a little bit and it's like in need of assistance. <laughs> Repairs needed. Uh,
2: how long is it going to take me to do a very quick patch job to... Uh, it will take
1: you a couple minutes.
0: If I help? Uh,
1: I mean, if you guys get enough hits, you might be able to knock it down in a couple minutes, but it's still going to like, be like a minimum of like five minutes to, to repair some of the damage on this thing. It's pretty fucking great. Yeah, can we walk and repair? No. You cannot. It's going to have to actually be opened up, and these components are going to have to be worked on. Do we have time? What, what do we think? Uh, can me and Mouse do like a quick assessment? Yeah, B- roll. No, Go ahead and roll. Uh, there's not. Uh, it would right be uh, automotive mechanic actually, because it is a it is a vehicle. Oh, somebody. I don't.
0: I have uh, no. I don't have automotive mechanic. I only have hardware. Okay.
1: Uh you wait, no, roll your armor to help. That'll that'll work.
0: I do have armor.
1: Yeah, because some of this is armor, some of this is automotive mechanic, some of this is industrial mechanic. There's a lot of components on this thing. Um, four. Okay, so take two extra dice. Two hits. Okay, so you guys look this thing over. You think, you know, given the two of you, you might be able to get this done in like eight minutes tops um to make him a little more a little more patched up, but it's gonna be just a little more patched up.
2: I think it's probably not worth it. Then I mean, based on what I know about this station, from uh, like determining that the core is the thing,
0: mm-hmm.
2: eight minutes seems like probably too much
1: minutes. It does seem like too many minutes. <laughs> All right. What
0: about? Can I just like tape up the little leaking hydraulic? like um, so it stops leaking hydraulic fluid. I mean, yeah,
1: you can just like really quickly like and do that and it stops leaking. The leg is still having serious problems. Right,
0: but it's not going to get necessarily worse from leaking more fluid.
1: Yes, you successfully stabilized the drone's damage so it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't continue to take damage.
2: All right. Um as we continue walking then, um I assemble my little gun drone. Okay. And now my swarm is 10.
1: So the uh, juggernaut tries to follow you. (laughs) Are you you leaving it behind, or are you bringing it along?
2: Uh, Oh, no. I love this drone, but if it needs to die to kill Hellion, that's just that.
1: (laughs) Uh, So yeah, the drone, you guys are definitely like losing the drone slightly, but it's uh, attempting to follow.
0: (laughs) Hey, Boomer, can you just clip one of those data tabs on uh, what's left of that turret?
4: On it.
1: Yeah, you are now attached to uh, Zurich Orbital Security.
0: Okay, I would like marks on it, please. Go we ahead. can do this while we're walking.
1: Yeah. Um, and as you guys are walking, um, you're getting closer to the core, and uh, the station rumbles.
2: Oh, that's not good.
1: And uh, klaxons start going off. Uh, just evacuate facility immediately critical overload.
0: We have to get there, like, now.
1: I can fix this.
0: (laughs) We're gonna die.
3: I knew it. I almost died from the drone, and then Um, I'm gonna die a a different way.
4: Cashmere. What? You don't keep your shit together. You are gonna die. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mouse,
1: what did you get on uh, hacking the security host? Seven for two. Uh, yep, you get your two marks. Okay.
0: Are there any security measures in the core?
1: There are. Um, no, wait. No, not in the core core. Outside the core. Sorry. Sorry. No.
0: In the core controls. The core control room.
1: Uh, no, there are no, uh, like, turrets or security measures inside the actual, like, core maintenance room. Mm-hmm. Uh, the areas around the core, uh, similar to the hallway you just ran through, yes, there are. Uh, um, you actually see that there's uh, security measures in all the restricted areas. Okay. Uh, but it's not like they ever had, like, the engineers at gunpoint. <laughs> right.
0: All right. Um, uh, there
1: are cameras, though.
0: All right. Um, I'm going to um, paint us as friendlies. Sure. And then I'm going to look through the cameras.
1: All right. Uh so yeah you uh you add your guys' faces to like you know do not fire upon uh, <laughs> um so that the turrets don't recognize you as enemies anymore
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh you look through the cameras uh are you looking just in the uh core room or are you looking all over the place
0: uh the core maintenance room and the core and sure. wherever yeah I
1: okay think- just like kind of starting at the core and working your way out yeah um
0: oh can i also paint helian as an enemy,
1: yeah. I mean, you you know, like you you find an image of him in the cameras mm-hmm. uh, because he is currently in the core, mm-hmm. and uh, you see him, and you're just like,
0: "And fuck that guy!" <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and uh, the, the turrets uh, will now recognize him as. And then I'd like to set, set to a fuck. data
0: bomb. On the security protocols um, for the like uh, permissions list, like okay. the friendlies, unfriendlies. Uh,
1: so go ahead and set that data bomb. You have to roll for it. Sure. Uh, but looking through the cameras, uh, you uh, see Hellion. Um, he's in the core. He's kind of like backing up and like uh, blocking, uh, like putting his hand up instinctually against the heat of the, the core, which. Um, you don't know much about, uh, space tech, um, and Bumble's looking through, uh, the feed you recognize, uh, that he has detonated something in the core to make it malfunction. And now he's running up and, like, he's, like, pulling, like, things off of, like, uh, Mm. off of the wall, and, like, the core itself, um, is actually, like, contained in some kind of, like, you know, anti-radiation glass or something, and, uh, that's cracking now. This offends me on so many levels.
2: I mean, you know, bomb, great, whatever. But, like, why would you pull that? That's (laughs) sort of only ancillarily relevant to what you're trying to accomplish. And that seems maybe, you know, I guess if you're fast about it, sure. But, like, if you're just going to pull things willy-nilly, it's real inefficient.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The scene, however, terrifies me. (laughs) I'm appropriately terrified.
0: Uh so it is a rating 6 data bomb.
1: Okay, so you set the rating 6 data bomb on the you said the controls?
0: Yeah, basically the friendly foe
1: Yeah. Controls. Yeah, the targeting parameters for the turrets. Yeah. Uh you just lock that down with the data bomb. Uh anything else you're attempting to achieve in the matrix? Oh,
0: if it's um detonated, it also destroys the the like ability to change it. How oh,
1: it? yeah, yeah, you want it to like damage the the like turret operations. I get you. Yeah. So yeah, if, uh, if anyone accesses the, uh, the turret operations, uh, who's not you, right. uh, they will uh, get spiked by a data bomb and the turret operations will shut down.
0: Okay.
2: So, you know, I, I've never engineered personally a space station, but every very, very radioactive thing I've ever built um, and read about, like if I was going to build a space station with a volatile, potentially volatile core, I would make it possible to just jettison it. And he's in the room with the core. I don't know if you, let, you know, tapped into whatever does that, but... Um...
0: Well, the core controls are on a different host, right? They're not on the security host. Right. I got to get to the core controls.
1: Okay. Let's shoot him into space. Okay. Uh, you guys go running in. Uh, you get uh, to the hallway that kind of like is a semicircle around one half of the core. Um, and there are uh, eight turrets in there. They all m- mark your movements, but don't fire.
0: Um, (laughs) it should be okay it should be okay
1: and uh, before you uh, is uh, the door it says you know caution radiation blah 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 like you know like all these like warnings written on the door like do not authorize personnel only stuff like that uh, and that door is shut
0: is it just a mag lock
1: it's a key card I swipe one it doesn't work I swipe the other it doesn't work I swipe the last one it works (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you swipe it, and it, and immediately as it opens, your eyes are hit with the bright, like, you saw it through the camera, but you didn't realize how, like, really bright, it's almost like a miniature sun sitting inside this weird, uh, like, uh, casing that is now cracking and breaking, and, uh, you, uh, see Hellion, uh, to your right around the circle, uh, of the uh, core, uh, he's ripping one panel off the wall. He turns, he sees you guys, and he just kind of like lowers his fists and clenches them. And uh, that's where we'll end today's session. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We're gonna die.
0: This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Tops Company, Incorporated. Shadowrun is a trademark of the Tops Company, Incorporated. All rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com for more information.